Ganda nung sinend mo pare yung bagong track ng Health featuring Chino. Chino ba yun? Chino Reynolds. Ngayon ko lang naisip na bagay pala yung na si Chino yung feature kasi medyo ganun pala yung vocal style ng ano, nung singer nila. Drone. Idol niya, no? Baka droney na parang ano. Parang sabog. <laughs> oh. Pero yun nga, parang napag-usapan natin kanina na hindi pa sila, parang matagal na rin nila ginagawa yan, pero parang yung dating nila bago doon. Saan mo sila na-discover? Na-discover ko sila, na, ano eh, yun nga, nag-open sila sa Nine Inch Nails. So you should, mm. parang, kung nag-open, parang pag, pag may tour, tapos nag-open yung some band na parang di mo kilala, parang sino to, tapos bakit sila kinuha, di ba? Tapos parang medyo ano rin, at the time parang maraming mga electronic, medyo ano yun eh, yung time of electronic music, medyo nag-boom mga dubstep, gano'n. So, si Chino ba? May electronic project? Parang meron eh. Diba? Yung Team Sleep yata, di ba? Team Sleep? Sino kasama niya dyan? Parang solo niya yata yun. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Pero parang mas ano siya, relaxed na mas parang digital bath yung mga that. <laughs> yung sounds. Uh-huh. Si, kilala mo ba si Jay Ortega? Mm-hmm. Sa Homes? Tsaka I think Dirt dati. Dirt o oh, Apartel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, nag may ni-remix na ako previously sa kanya. May pinadala siya a few weeks ago na bagong track nila with Dan Hill. Si Dan Hill is with the Chilities. Mm, okay. He's a he's a producer. I worked with him uh he meron siya dating parang music for advertising na studio, Liquid Post. Mm. Tapos, when the heads disbanded, wala akong, wala akong job, obviously. Tapos mm. wala pang gigs yung sandwich, so I had to take a job. Si Dan took me in, na ni-recommend ni one of our guests, ni Just Rice, si Ryan Armamento. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, niya ako sa Liquid Post. I, I learned a lot from Dan Hill, arranging, orchestration, yung ganun. Tapos, they collaborated in this track, si Dan and Jay. Jay sent me the track. It's called Get With It. Tapos, been sitting on my hard drive for the past few weeks kasi madami tayong ginagawa. Anyway, pinadalhan ako ni Pat and Bajau ng Dugdug Pak, uh, Pak? <laughs> Dugdug Pak Loops. So, pumili lang ako. Parang, nag-start ako, binuksan ko yung folder. Yung una ko narinig na on the same BPM range. Parang, eto, pwede to, subukan ko kaya. Tapos sinalpa ko, tapos built the remix around it. Tapos sobra kong gusto yung remix ko. <laughs> minsan, di ba, minsan ganun, parang, uy, gustong-gustong gusto ko to. Anyway, nagagawan ko kaya ng video. Tapos, kausap ko si Shinji, no? haba ng kwento ko, no? Okay lang. <laughs> Kasama ko si Shinji nung isang araw, nagkakape kami. Sabi ko, parang gusto ko gawa ng music video yung ginawa ko remix. Tapos yung original song nila, ayoko naman na remix na yung tunitugtog yung instruments sa parang sa ko. Hindi naman ako yung nag-drums dito eh. Malamang si Bajau to or si Pat, di ba? Bass lang naman yung totoong instrument na nilagay ko. Lahat puro synths. Anyway, yung original video ni na Jay and Dan features uh, a girl roller skating. Sumasayaw. Yun lang yung video. So, tinext ko yung kaibigan ko sa bike park. Sa ko, 
may schedule ba dyan yung mga squad na nagro-roller skate? Sabi niya, meron ngayong hapon, pare. Sige, pa- pakilala mo naman ako sa sa contact mo. Tapos pinakilala niya sa akin yung kausap niya, si Emon. Sent me this girl, si Stephanie Ocampo. And I asked permission. Drive kami doon, sinama ko si Atari. We had like two GoPro cameras and shot them all day. So gumawa ko ng video, which I released today as we speak. Nakita ko yun. This is this is Tuesday. So yun yung kwent, mahabang kwento nung remix na may video. <laughs> so I found this squad of roller skaters sa bike park where we where we ride din. Bina-block off nila yung ano. There's a new resurgence of roller skates yung apat yung gulong. Mm. Sinend ko nga kay kay Jana. Happy birthday Jana. <laughs> Kaya sinend ko hapon sa kanya. Yun ang mahabang kwento. Astig. <laughs> iba yung iba talaga yung na, 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 nabibigay ng ng loops sa ano sa kanta. Parang napansin ko nga kasi uh, nabigyan na thankfully nabigyan din ako ng link nila Bajaw dun sa Dugdug Pack na na packs. Tapos wala lang. Parang kunyari medyo may, may project ka na medyo matagal mo ng hindi nabalikan. Tapos parang, what? Yeah, parang may off dito. Tapos, pagpalitan mo lang ng drums, parang, oh shit, parang bumanda siya. Pag so, iniba yung, ano, no? Pag iniba mo yung rhythm section, okay. nag-iiba agad eh. Oo eh. Na parang as a drummer, na weird, inisip ko na, I take it for granted na, okay na rin, basta may snare, may kick. Kasi nai-imagine ko yung sound eh. Pero mm-hmm. iba yung talagang nandun na talaga siya. Wala lang. Tapos yung track ni Nadan, gusto ko na, kasi disco eh. Mm-hmm. So, so all the, all this time, paano gagawin ko dito, diba? Usually, in Squid 9 remixes are more on the dance side. So, ano gagawin ko? Eh, disco na to, diba? Parang, parang hindi yata bagay ganyan drum and bass or, diba? Or big beat. So, sakto dumating yung loops. Tapos, yung una ko nasalpak, halftime na, ko, so, doon napunta yung direction. Napunta sa medyo dark and, ano, resurgence of skating. Marunong ka ba mag-roller skates or mag-inline That's skates? Inline. Inline. Naalala ko pare, yung airmat ko, marunong mag-roller skates kasi may roller skates sa bahay eh. Nung 70s, nung lumalaki ako. Tapos yung mga tito kong who were, who were college students at the time, mga kapatid ng airpat ko, dumarating sila sa apartment naka-roller skates pare galing college. Astig, di ba? Pero parang nag-skip ng generation eh. Kasi nung lumalaki naman ako sa probinsya, ano na, BMX na, tsaka... Parang mahirap siya na mode of transportation. Kasi yung... Oh, pero hippies sila pare, long hair, nakasando, tapos naka... <laughs> pero kaya yun sa labas, kunyari, sa, sa pupunta somewhere. Kasi skateboard medyo kaya eh, di ba? Kunyari... Oh. Pag, pag inline, medyo mas mahirap. Parang more fitness thing, feeling ko. Mm-hmm. Parisipin mo, 70s, so nag-jip lang sila papasok ng school, di ba? Naka-roller skates, tapos meron silang lollipop. Tapos nakakatawa pag inisip ko ngayon kasi <laughs> syempre mga tito ko na sila, di ba? Uh-huh. Anyway, meron ang suot na shirt, pare. Ano ba nakasulat? Binili ko to kasi may parang may benefit drive yung org nung anak ko, si Atari. The UP Mascom Broad Guild, yun yung org niya. Tapos, naglabas sila ng shirt, kaso tapos na yata eh, kasi nasuot ko lang today. Naglabas sila ng shirt to help yung, paano ko ba sabihin? Yung proceeds pumunta sa 
UP jeepney drivers. Tama ba yan? Yan. Tapos kasi wala silang ano, wala masyadong pasada ngayon. Tama wala ba? talaga kasi, di ba? Walang Mahinan. super. Tsaka sinara yung oval eh. Ila, ila. Nakasara pa ata ngayon yung oval. So, ito. Bumili ako kasi siya yung nag-design. Tinan mo yung likod, pare. Makikita mo. Ah, yeah. Kita ba? Ikot tsaka Toki, eh, no? Oh. Yan yung, yung mapa ng UP. Ikot and yung Toki. Tapos, ano, naka-color naka code yung ruta. Yeah. Nung ikot, Toki. Dalawa lang ba? Kasi nung college ako tatlo, eh, may katipunan pa, eh. Pero yung sikat... Yung ano eh, Ikot Toki. Ikot Toki. <laughs> nung pumasok nga ako, ikot lang eh. Ah, talaga? Tapos mamaya, sa gitna nung term ko, may Toki na para sabihin, experiment. Or dumadami na yung traffic, ibig sabihin. Oo, tapos nagka-SM pa pare. Meron ba nun sa no, nung college ka? Wala may na. SM North. Talaga? Sa Oo, may SM North sa loob na UP. Aabang ka ko. Kunwari, sa dorm kayo, manunod kayo yung sine, di ba? Ano yun, ha? Parang, SM parang North. Ano na, parang community mall sa loob. Mm, tapos may katipunan. May katipunan din, ha? Umiikot ng Ateneo. Pwede pang pumasok yung jeep sa Ateneo. Yung time namin, ano na eh. Wala na eh. Punta ka ng Ever. Or punta ka ng ano. Mas gano'n na. Yung jeep? Ay, the meaning ko pag, di ba, sa North Edge sa loob, mm. eh, wala na eh. Parang kung gusto mo maglibang, pupunta ka na sa malayo na. Sa, or Katipunan, ganyan. Katipunan, o. Wala. Maganda yan ha, kung may mall sa loob. Baka wala hindi, na. Hindi, hindi, hindi. Walang mall sa loob. May may jeep. Ah, napapunta sa SM North. Rekta sa SM North. As in Akala UPS. Okay. Yung ruta niya, UP Project okay. 6 SM North. Ano ba yun? Ngayon? Baka meron pa rin. Parang wala na eh. Ah, wala. Parang... <laughs> Masyadong ano. Malabas ka ng katipunan tapos magpa-project 6 kaya tayo ng yun ang sakay. Pero nag-iba na rin kasi yung ano eh. I think, I, I don't know, baka humina rin sila kasi given the population ng UP, nag-iiba rin, di ba? Mm-hmm. Dati, walang masyadong nagkokotse. Ngayon, lahat mm-hmm. nagkotse na. Tsaka, the prices of cars are getting cheaper, di ba? So, magandang cost yan talaga for the drivers naman. Saka legendary job eh, di ba? Mm-hmm. Congratulations to the UP Broad Guild. Ayun. Saka yung ano, yung sa mga isaw rin, di ba? Sana makaano rin sila. Pagturunan sila ng mga negosyo. Ayun. Speaking of ano, sa college, yung next guest natin, pwede ka na ba siyang i-intro? Or yeah, wait? of course, of course. Speaking of college and remixes, Oo, kasi alam mo, yung next guest natin, first time ko siya napanood sa Malasimbo. As in, sobrang na-blown away ako. As in, sabi ko, may ganito palang klaseng artist. Wait, nandun ako. Yung Joss Stone? Ay, marami ng beses yata siya nag-Malasimbo. Ah, marami siyang Malasimbo. Okay, okay. As in, nung una, parang medyo hindi pa, as in, hindi pa... Sobrang, I mean, hindi ko sabihin na sikat, na sobrang sikat. I, I can't say that, pero parang he was starting out, di ba? Parang ganun. To, tsaka to me, parang bad, relatively new. Tapos sobrang as in, kasi na, nung time na yun, nakikinig na ako na Flying Lotus, mga ganun. So parang sabi ko, grabe yung set nito. As in, DJ, hindi ko alam kung DJ set, we can ask him later. Okay. Parang DJ set or... Or live ba niya ginagawa? Kasi yun nangyari, parang sa sobrang natuwa yung mga tao, pinapag-go pa siya, tapos parang sinabi niya parang, 
sorry yung hard drive na dala ko. Ito lang talaga yung laman eh. Parang nakubos <laughs> na, na. Parang ganun. Parang sorry ubos na. Kasi lahat ng parang more more, di ba? So parang ang galing niya talaga. Tapos ever since then, from there, parang medyo I, I, I tried to follow yung kung ano nangyayari sa kanya. Ganun up until ngayon na we have a chance to talk with him, di ba? So sobrang astig. So ikaw, meron ka bang... Song, Ako same eh. Pinapanood para tayong secret fans kasi, 'di ba? Inaabangan natin. Pinapanood ko siya sa <laughs> sa Cubao X sa sa Malasimbo na panood ko rin siya. Napapanood ko sa ano yun sa Black Market? Ano yun? Uh, 2020. Sa 2020, 'di ba? Pinapanood natin. Nanonood tayo ng sets. Anyway, first sobrang hiwaga ng tao na 'to. Hindi natin alam yung ginagawa niya. Pero fan tayo. So finally, makakausap natin siya ngayon. I-introduce mo na ang next guest. This week, we are joined by a super producer and an electronic music educator. Blending art, computer magic, and esoteric seamlessly, his influence on Filipino electronica cannot be denied. For episode 31, please welcome Jorge Similar Objects. Good morning. Musta? Good morning. Ayos lang. Ganda ng setup mo sa likod eh. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm in my new studio. Sorry, I was worried because we're, we're setting up a CCTV system today, but I canceled it so I don't have hassle on the... Wait, why is black and white? It's good. How do you want to be addressed now? Because you tired Miller Ox's name. Jorge. So, when you're releasing music now, Actually, di ko pa na isip eh what to like call myself if I do release music. I've been writing though, pero di ko masadyo ni isip yung what happens after. So far, I'm just trying to enjoy. So parang haven't thought that far yet actually. Okay, let's start sa medyo. We usually start from the start, pero ito simula natin from from when you decided to let go of the similar objects name. Sure. So yeah, it's like I think I've been struggling with with the idea of music for a while parang nastuck ako but also it's like there's so many factors eh. it's like i felt like i made i was making music under similar objects to escape from things and my, my frustrations that was eventually that sort of box kinain ako ng sort of container i felt like i was trying to like cater too much to an idea instead of just letting myself run free with the idea of being free just to make music parang I set limitations on myself because of that sort of container name. So parang, in a way, I got frustrated because I, I kept trying to make music, but it kept on feeling like I was trapped in my So later on, it, it caused me a lot of stress because it's like everything I made sounded calculated. Now, you know the feeling before now when you started making music, the first time you ever picked up an instrument or the first time you ever wrote a song, parang nawala yung feeling na ganun, yung wonder, yung excitement, yung amazement of like, You don't know what's next. Suddenly, everything started to become contained, limited, and like, parang alam ko na. It's like I was doing all my same tricks. I mean, not a lot of people would would realize that, but ako personally, I felt like it was becoming stale na. So yon. Eventually, I felt like also like parang kinain lang ako ng idea nun. And it's like what what used to sort of be freeing for me became sort of what was trapping me. So yun, I felt like letting go of that idea, as well as like all of these expectations of people. Parang there's so many people that message me, they expect me to be this or that. 
and when you don't know I feel like it's it's actually nice that people care. But if it, I felt like there's so many attachments and associations to the name that people wanted, you know, were throwing at me, and it just pressured me too much to feel like ah shit. Di ko na alam ano yung bosses ko kasi there's so many voices telling me what to do, telling me who you're supposed to be or what you represent for them. I just got lost in it. And I started to like ask myself, that's why I sort of put it put put it down for a while. Actually, I didn't similar objects. But lately I've just been trying to like live my life and sort of get inspired day to day, deal with what's in front of me. Parang gusto ko bumalik dun sa yung sa yung sa childlike innocence or yung excitement when you first started like playing. Na ayoko, I don't wanna box myself as just electronic musician. Like if I wanna pick up the guitar tomorrow or like study jazz or like you know write a, a pop song, I'll do it. Kasi parang for a while I was hiding behind so many things. Like yung hiding behind the idea na obscure ako. Because growing up, people always told me na you're not a real musician. You just make music with pressing buttons and stuff. So parang there was a lot of relearning and like reparenting music-wise for myself. And that's what I'm going through also now. Like even in my personal life, parang I'm trying to just like process. Ano yung nangyari sa akin growing up in my formative years? Ano nangyari sa akin also on a musical level, sa musical formative years ko? What are the things na parang are just, I have to undo or untangle? So that's, what, that's my journey now. Let's bounce back and forth. Go Tell us about your your journey. How, what were you listening to? What, what kind of music did you hear at home? How did you get into music? How what was your first instrument? How did you get into electronic music? Sige, um, I come from a family na hindi masyadong important yung music sa kanila. And it's like my my dad kasi is like he's really business minded. Like he's he's like the founder of Potato Corner. I'm not sure if you know Potato Corner, mm-hmm. David Benchwise. So he would like I grew up around that. Na parang my dad always wanted us to become business tycoons, but I always I always had a soft spot for music. I think it's coming from my mom's side. Na later on, pala nalaman na parang big deal pala sa family sa mom's side to yung music. Like there's a lot of composers there. Um, so yon like I grew up in that setting. Na parang music would only be something to do like in family reunions. Parang you know the usual Filipino stuff. Na pasayawin yun, pakantahin yung mga bata. <laughs> Stuff like that. But I, I was always like drawn to music. My parents would always say na parang bata pala ako yung mga commercial music ginagaya ko tapos kakantahin ko sa mga tao. Yung, I mean, Smoky Mountain ba? Yung The Coconut na. Favorite ko daw yun. Lagi ko kinakanta sa mga guests sa bahay. Tapos yung mga Disney songs, I would go around singing it to people. Like, nakabdiaper lang ako just going around and singing Disney songs to people. So yun, for, for earlier on, I already felt like there was something about music that I was drawn to. But I guess yung pinaka, when I started developing like active habits for music, is when my dad was given an iPod by my mom. Because prior to that, ang relationship with music is me and my kuya, we'd collect cassettes. Pag Sunday, Sunday's out with the family, my mom would be like, what do you guys want to do? Kami ni kuya, punta kami sa store, bili kami ng cassette. So almost every week, we'd have one cassette. What were you buying? I would buy... Halo-halo eh. Mga, may mga Backstreet Boys, may mga Lip Biscuit, may mga Hip Hop, may mga Bone Thugs. It's like really random. May mga Slipknot. <laughs> Is this so, in Manila? Manila, oh. San, what, what stores do you go to? May Odyssey. Tapos meron pa yung isa eh. Like, yung, di ko na maalala yung mga ibang store. Pero halo-halo eh. Sometimes you go to Glorieta. 
Ayun, siguro yata. Yung parang may mga, you can test out for the CDs. Music One. Music One, exactly. Tapos there was one later on when I was like a little bit older where may yung mga nagbabenta, alam na talaga nila yung mga music. Like you get to bond with the, the people that are selling the CDs. Yun, like earlier on, it was really mixed. Like I, I was listening to like metal, pop, new wave, um, reggae, halo-halo eh. I think yung, yung influence ng mom and dad ko was more of that smooth jazz, 105.1 type of music. Tapos my mom was also into like Pat Larry's band. Yung kuya ko naman, yung influence sa akin yung mga deftones, mga new metal. Ako personally, yung mga hilig ko nun was like mga pop talaga, yung mga Backstreet Boys, R&B, ganon. Electronica hit me when I was in like early grade school, when in the coming of MTV and Mix. MTV introduced me to Apex Twin, Deftones, uh, Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, ganon. So yun, I, I think I started getting into electronic because of that, like yung mga Apex Twin era, mga Nine Inch Nails. Actually, Nine Inch Nails was such a big deal for me when I first So yung concert nila dito, wala talaga ako dun. Grabe so, yun sa Araneta. Yes, yes, that one. And no, people were standing on the chairs and stuff, yeah. Yes. I think they came only, that was like the last part of the tour before they disbanded oh. for a while. Oh, nga, I think yeah. they came kasi para to visit uh, his wife's family. Tutu- na Pinay yun, di ba? Yeah, oh, like, kasi Pinay, Pinay yung wife niya, di ba? True. That's crazy. Yun. What I was your first was... instrument? My first instrument was actually piano. I wanted to learn violin, but my parents were like against it for some reason. <laughs> so actually, yung piano din barang, parang my parents were weren't super anti-music, but they were like, maybe you should pick up something different, mag martial arts ka or like basketball ka. Which gets naman, it's like you can't really blame them. That's what they know. But I was always drawn to music. So and my parents would work in advertising. I grew up in an advertising environment. So when they would get me as like an actor or a, an extra and I'd get like wanting TF, I'd be like, my mom would be like, what do you want to buy with that? Say, ako, piano, yung mga umiilaw. <laughs> and they're like, piano? Sige na nga, pera mo naman yan eh. So the first thing I ever bought was a light-up piano na kasho. And it would teach you how to play songs. And I loved it because there's beats. You could already make beats on the, the piano thing, di ba? So yun yung first instrument ko. But I was always drawn to violin, which I never really got to play. <laughs> Ano yung first band mo? Kasi I, I, I read somewhere that you were in a punk band as well. You were yeah. this, right? So, an, ano, yung, ano yung mga first bands mo and what, what were you playing then? High school, before getting into bands, I was really into writing. I'd write a lot of poetry. I'd, write, I'd play a lot of guitar. Like a self-taught guitar. Um, <laughs> actually, didn't know for how many years. I had a guitar, a classical guitar, hidden in my closet. that belonged to my tita that moved to the States. And I only found it this was around high school. So before even getting into the bands, like I was play, toying around with guitar and writing. Lang. I had like a rhyme book that I'd write raps and songs in. And then eventually in high school, the music club ganun, to join uh, bands. And I didn't bass, but I volunteered bass. I was like, sali ako ng punk band na to. That's later on, like, um, my, my classmates wanted to form a band with me because they were like, oh, you're front man material or something. I don't know why. Baka kasi makulit ako, mahilig ko magsulat. Tapos lagi ako nag-wear nag, nag- ng weird <laughs> stuff. I wear like eyeliner and like, you know. So I, I fronted this band called Zero Divide and it was like a 
post-hardcore emo punk band. We cover a lot of like mga kamikaze, mga chikosay, ganon. But when we started writing our own songs, parang it started to sound a little bit like different. Parang yung, I don't know what to call it. I tried putting in electronics into it, pero di na tayo pa ng band ko. They were like, di bagay eh. So, so I was trying to like, you know, bring my, borrow my mom's laptop, play electronic stuff, infuse it with the band. And they just thought it was weird. So I shelved that for a while, but I had so many um, attempts to fuse electronic and punk. And so that was my first band, Zero Divide. Eventually, um, I joined another band called Melatonin, which I met among the people from college. It's like my classmate to MMA, because I went to CSB for multimedia arts. And I met like my South people, Mga uh, And then, of course, they met me from mga Battle of the Bands and all of these gig stuff. And then they were like, oh, we need a synth player. And for me, I was like, wow. Finally, a band that actually wants you to play synth or add electronics. So that was called that band was called Melatonin. It's like a play on melatonin. Yeah. and I had like a, a lot of like weird or short stunts with different bands. I played piano for a reggae band called Wake Up Call, and then I had this like power pop band called Good Luck Laundry Boy. Uh, it's like yung Black Aircon Sober. What, what, black, what, what one? black Aircon Sober naman was my first solo project as Similar Objects and it was picked up by Pitchfork in like I think 2011 2012 that was my first sort of like exploration into like what music would be like if no one was telling me na kasi when you're in a band diba, it's like you're it's kind of like you're in a relationship with all of the people in the band and you have to respect everyone's expectations and like gusto nila. it's a compromise and I, I love that also it's, it's its own thing but when I started exploring alone, because all these years, people are telling you that your ideas are too weird, it can't happen, or you're being made fun of because So I wanted to see like, what would happen if I actually took those things that I heard and ran away with it, like pushed it. So yon, I created similar objects. Like after uh, I went on a sorry, my email, I went on a trip with my friends um, out of town. So we, we took mushrooms and then yung, <laughs> Sorry, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> so yeah, I took mushrooms and I started hearing stuff. Like I felt like shit, I wanted to like write these these songs down. So when I came down, I tried to remember it and experience so I tried to put it into sound and that became black aircon sober. Mm-hmm. I remember during the shroom trip, I was texting myself. I was like I should text all of these ideas to sober Jorge. So in the text was like basahin ko nila mamaya pag di na ako maamats. And then all of those things that I read, they made, they sort of felt like a score. It's like okay, basahin mo to mamaya. It's going going mo ng music kung mga tinext mo sa mo. And one of those words was black aircon sober. Kasi parang I'm sure if you're you're going to a trip, there's ups and downs, di ba? There was a moment where I was like freaking out and tumabi ako sa aircon. And suddenly the aircon felt like it was like a, doing this mantra thing, like oh, like om sha. And that sort of became like the name, the black aircon sober. So yun. A lot of the stuff that I was making, I, I wasn't thinking about theory. I wasn't thinking about rules. I wasn't even thinking about like, who's going to listen to this? So I just, I just shot it out into the internet. And then like, maybe like a few days after, an email up on a Pitchfork that they wrote about it. And then time it's like, I don't know what, 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 what Pitchfork is. <laughs> I remember the first person who actually brought it to my attention was Fran from Ringmaster. 
And he was the one like, Jorge, this is such a big deal. The, the first Filipino on Pitchfork. And I was like, mm. you go get. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to make that music. And then Buster Fran was like, you know, wear it on. Like, that's, a, that's that you should be proud of yourself. And so first time I actually like heard it from my friends, the parang, oh, shit. give yourself a pat on the back. But it's like, I have this huge parang chip on my shoulder about my music. Eh? Even up, up, up until now, the parang, I feel like it's never enough or it's like, I don't know. It's like I have this thing where I feel like I'm whacked. I don't go into what? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like honestly, just we are, yeah. we are your biggest fans. I think the most awesome electronic show I've ever seen was your like your Swan song. That that set. The last one, yeah. I was, I was texting Darren. It was it was crying. I was crying. So this crazy, is this yeah. is so amazing. And that wasn't even I wasn't even there in that room. Mm-hmm. It was in front of an iPad, deba, and, yeah. and a Bluetooth speaker. So I go, this is so I don't know what you're thinking. Anyway, uh, tell us, balik balik tayo, go lang, go tell, lang. tell us about uh, com- com- Manila Community Radio. Okay, MCR. So MCR was an effort that um, me and my friends, and actually a lot of the people that I've met from the scene now, because this is like a long time coming. It's like. Whenever I tour and do shows in different countries, I always talk, I always see people talking about community radios. And there was this one time where we were invited in Taiwan to either broadcast or partner with the Taiwan community radio for a show that I organized there. And it was interesting to see because it's like I see a lot of like community radios popping up in different places, Singapore, Hong Kong. And I felt like it was a strong movement. And I wanted the Philippines to sort of have this own thing where it's like, and daming ganap kasi sa Philippines eh. And I feel like through the years, there's so many people who acknowledge each other, but when, when, was, when did we actually have our own platform na parang that can be, we can dictate on our own what it's supposed to be, diba? So yo, sorry, they're gonna set up now. Anyways, like Manila Community Radio was sort of like our version of a dream radio. Like, I grew up listening to 105.1, um, 107.5 and all of these things and new excitement ko before from watching these like shows uh, or listening to these shows when I was in high school but I never had that anymore growing up especially as we grow older when we mature and evolve our taste and I wanted sort of like a radio that could represent Manila also I feel like Manila is also underrepresented community abroad eh? and I feel like within our community there's a lot of voices that are underrepresented also that I feel like we should showcase. So I got together with a lot of people that I met throughout the throughout my journey, like people like different from different collectives and different groups and try to band together and come up with this platform where we can call Manila Community Radio. And it's our effort then to sort of like make a type of radio programming that's more colorful than the usual. And I feel like Challenge, because it's like out of our own pockets, and right now we're we're get we're we're just running it on out of a shoestring budget and out of donations. But I feel like what it's managed to create in the past few in the past year, where it's been alive, is for me it's inspiring. Um, it's nice. It's 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 for me. It's like my dream radio. Where can people listen to it? You can check it out on ManilaCommunityRadio.live, and you can follow us on Instagram if you want to check it out. Also, we're open to. Um, people who want to pitch shows. It's not just for DJs. It's all. It's for all sorts of people. I think the best thing I've discovered because of it is that people that don't actually practice music that pitch shows. Tapos yung taste na sobrang wild. It's like sometimes it's like the directors or like 
fashion designers or like journalists. Just biglang when they pitch a show, it's like, whoa, I've never heard this type of music. About yung yung One One Collective and yung Club Matryoshka, can you speak more about that? Sure, sure. So One One is actually sort of my musical family when I started. Because when I started um, venturing into the scene, parang there was really already an electronic scene, but I felt like yung sa generation namin, na parang medyo hybrid or the younger ones, um, there was never a, a family for me to call, you know, my, my collective, my crew. So earlier on, sa mga year 2008 or 2009, I started looking for people that I could talk to about electronic music, production. Kasi in my own peers, I felt so misunderstood. Kasi parang they were like, music should just be like, you know, rock. Mm. And so in my formative years in high school, it's like people are always like telling me that that's not music. But I, I, did, I did feel like there were always people in Manila that were into that. And I would always find them on the internet, on MySpace. Multiply, you So, I've met a lot of people like Mark Redito, like he was one of the early Bon Bon guys. Idris also was early Bon Bon. Um, but I think the staples were the ones that like, who are still Bon Bon now, like they're like animals, they're mm-hmm. lost days. These are the people that I've grown to, you know, love talaga. It's like, we weren't friends before music. It's like music was what made us friends. Tapos, even the younger generations now, it's like, sa Bon Bon kasi now, it's like, it's, it's really democratic. It's like, wala silang leader. I don't know why they always say I'm the leader. By, by, by de facto law, no, ako yung naging leader. But what I love about it is like, I've actually passed the torch na to the younger ones. So sila na yung nag-run ng buwan-buwan. But it's definitely like a community that we've built together to sort of like address that na parang feeling, beat makers that feel alone or unwanted or wala silang peers. So we used to like hold gigs because there were no venues that would cater to the type of music that we wanted, the medio visual. It's like there's electronic music, but we wanted to, to push to the forefront, like people not playing in bands, but people playing music on gear, on laptops and stuff. This was widely inspired by a lot of previous groups like WhatsApp, um, Electronica Manila, which also I've been frequenting when I was younger. A lot of the people that came before us really have been inspirational to me. It's like Sila Calif 8, Sila Pasta Group, Sila Tengal, and you guys as well, and Sila Malik. All of these people, it's like, when I was young, kasi mahilig na pumunta sa gigs, pero Wallflower, I'm super shy. So I'd go to the gigs, watch a show that bounced, and I'd always like, like you know, like frequent mga blogs nila. So a lot of these things for, tried, made me ask my question, what's, what's something that I can create for the people that belong to the context that I'm in? Like, beat makers that grew up on like a different type of electronic music now. Like we grew a generation now, it's like anak ni Flylo, anak ni Apex Twin, you know. So there was that aspect. So we were bootstrapping gigs lang in art galleries. Like our first few gigs were called Bakunawa. It was being done in Arts in the City. So whatever savings I'd have, like like I, I would like save money from school and then like art space sound system because the art spaces didn't have good sound systems and we'd book like like four to five people it started out as a as a gig na parang 10 to 20 people ang pupunta. then later on it, it got picked up by one day pumunta yung mga, mga owners ng b-side and black market Di pa bukas yung black market pumunta na sila doon and they were nagulat ako, I got scared they were scoping out our event and they offered us a residency in black market before it opened and I feel like that's sort of what evolved us also because 
coming from people that are making like medyo leaning on the art side na medyo beats down tempo being in a club sort of informed our production also na parang start getting ready for people who want to dance so yung yung music na ginagawa namin dati na dati ambient down tempo hip hop suddenly we're making like upper tempos body ready tempos for dancing and trying to infuse that with our DJ sets i feel like nag evolve kami because of that residency then after a while we started to notice and dami ng um, collectives being born with the same format which is interesting because it's saturated naman so for a while bonbon sort of started to feel like okay maybe our time is done maybe we have to move on to other things which is educating people that's why we we do those like uh, workshops I, i think rims attended some so in, in line then with the with the school thing that i was starting before called cosmic sonic arts so Bon Bon was that. It was really trying to like cultivate the community. How I actually have a neighbor who's from Bon Bon Collective. Si Anton. How, yes. How do you join if you are Kunwari, if you're a beat maker or a producer? How do you join that collective? I get a lot of these questions. So sometimes people think that there's some sort of like membership form or fee. Well, <laughs> it's like honestly, it's like when they ask you, how do we choose? It's like it's more of like we make friends. Eh? It's like You, a lot of these people that I've met, I met them in shows. They just talk to me, and then one one day we're 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 are having coffee or like they're they're asking me, oh, tayo. You talk lang. It's more of a kinship. Eh? It's like there's no like formal application form or anything. Anton, I met him lang on SoundCloud, and we started becoming friends, talking, geeking about music. But we also, I personally look for the character. Eh? It's like I look for people that care about community also. Like I. Throughout the years, we've had so many people that wanted to join, and it's like halo-halo naman yung agendas. And it's like you can't really blame people for wanting to join something because they feel like it can further them. I think mm. everyone has the right to like want to further and be successful. But I'm looking for a type of person that cares more for the people around them. And everyone, I can say that everyone in Bon Bon now, lalo na the youngins, they have a strong sense of kinship and community. So I love their discourse. They're always talking about, oh, is this right? Is this morally correct? The youngins are such inspiring people to be around. So for me, I think I always tell them. I try to look for mga what's that? What's that story where they pull out a sword from a rock? Excalibur. Excalibur. I try to look for people like that. Na parang meron silang pureness of heart. Or yung shield ni Captain America. Ganon. I know it sounds cheesy, <laughs> but that's that's how I look at it. It's like. They always ask me, "Is this guy suitable for Bon Bon?" And it's like, I don't know. It's like I, I try to like measure them by like talking to them or hanging out with them or like just knowing what how they think or picking their brains. And halo halo talaga yung personalities lang sa music. But I'm looking for those people that care and who who aren't who aren't afraid to sort of be like to wear their heart on their sleeve. Parang I guess yung good moral compass palaging importante talaga. For me, it's really that. Yeah. Sorry, Rains, may may tatanungan. Oh, sorry. Tell us about the yung cosmic arts. So cosmic. You were starting arts, to yeah. to tell us about cosmic arts. Ah, yeah. yeah, cosmic sonic arts was like my mentorship program because I've been I teach in, I used to teach in Benilde. I stopped na for a while because of the time problems. It's like I didn't have time to juggle everything. But cosmic sonic arts is sort of like my project into trying to demystify music for people or trying to like sort of share my approach parang yung meditative approach ko with music and like how I feel like music is beyond just you know trying to like hit the charts or the, beyond trying to just be entertaining that there's something more to it like for me because I always love music it's a self discovery tool 
and it's something that's it's very an introspective experience for me learning my, i learn more about myself when i make music and for some reason also when i learn that when i hear other people's music it tells me more about them but i'm I don't know. A lot of people say that but it's always been like that. I feel like I can learn about Rames more if he sends me like what he's working on now or you direct. Yeah. And I, I always feel yeah. that about people. It's like you're talking to me with, with the music you make. You're talking. You're communicating. You're communicating something that people can, you know, really see. It's 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 that's how I look at it. Eh? So for me, cosmic sonic art is my way to help people one discover themselves, understand themselves, and learn how to communicate what they're trying to say. So yun, yun siya. And over the years... I, I wish they, that there was this school when I was in, before I went to college. Where can people <laughs> enroll or find find a school? You can check it out on CosmicSonicArts.com. So www.CosmicSonicArts.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Are the classes online or do you have a physical... Right, right now, now, right now we're doing online lang because of COVID. So a lot of our classes are being held on Discord at the moment. And yeah. uh, who are, who else is teaching? We have Justin De Guzman. Uh, I show you one of the I don't like saying bestseller because it makes it sound like <laughs> KFC or something. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. Right now I've been ta- I've been holding off on classes because personally I'm, I've been focusing on work. But we have Nick Lazaro also teaches classes there. Um, we we also had Russell from Fast Pitch, Russell Manaloto before. Um, we also have Leon Ordinario. Um, Lost Base was also teaching for a while, Andrew Florentino. But ang pinaka active ngayon is uh, Justin. And what are what are the classes like? What are they teaching? So ako, I teach Ableton Sadhana. It's just like a sort of fa- like a way for you to sort of transcend like yung the daily stresses, the daily mundane things. It's like a meditation of music, music meditation. But also it's a way to teach you creative flow and flow. See, Justin De Guzman, he likes to approach music from a boot camp perspective. He's very military style. But I think, I think I've think i sat in some of his classes very, very effective where you get students to sort of have that urgency of making music. Tapos, it's very, I mean, Justin's a bodybuilder. So I guess he, he has that sort of discipline of like waking up, showing up and doing your drills. But also he, we both like to demystify music theory for people who are into like computers. So it's like, instead of like thinking of scales in intervals, it's like patterns in MIDI, in the piano roll, ganon. So also learning how to sort of like focus on the creative ideas instead of like worrying about setting up the project files. You know how sometimes you spend like three hours finding the right snare and right right kick? Mm-hmm. So how to sort of structure those things. Nick Lazaro naman, it's more of like a singer-songwriter approach and how to sort of like make it in like, how to sort of manage your own music career beyond like just like making songs it's like what to do after like um how to sort of approach labels how to sort of like you know get gigs for yourself and sort of like manage your expectations um who else let me open the site last base see last base he was doing his own approach with reason like he uses reason to, to produce so it's like how he makes his own music and how he approaches like yung mga scoring projects yeah and mixing projects we also had like synthesis classes with andrew florentino who was a award-winning scorer film scorer so he what he we, what we do with andrew is he'd bring his analog synths students how to understand software synths from a perspective of analog 
which is interesting because a lot of our students are like they want to learn how to make all of these complex patches that they hear in modern and contemporary music but you're being faced with how to make it on an analog machine i feel like it's interesting for me also when i sit and i'm like shit so nagtuturo ka pa sa vinyl or hindi na ako ay stop na ah okay yeah we all have like this one called mr music feed it's like um by this parang elements alumni siya si Al- Alan Articulo like he, he he likes to sort of like meron siyang different ways of teaching music theory to people that wanna demystify or like not be intimidated by it i think his one of his approaches was using a card game meron siyang card game na ginawa na parang how to teach music theory so yun what about uh, Darren asked earlier yung club mat- I can't oh, even shit. pronounce yeah. it. Is that a Russian? The Russian doll, right? It's the Russian nesting doll. It's the Russian yeah. doll, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yun, Club Matryoshka naman was one of my um, sort of responses to like my frustrations as an organizer of gigs in the Philippines. And I, I used to like, I've been organizing gigs for roughly 10 years now. And like I said earlier, but there's a sort of saturation period of what you're doing when everyone's doing it also and, you, and it's not it's not a bad thing i've learned to love everything that's happening in the scene and everything that's happening in manila but it's always like a way for me to, to ask myself what's next if you're if your project's not working now what's next so during the time that i was in a creative rut as an organizer and as a musician i looked towards video games because there's this long period where i stopped playing video games because it's like during college, high school, or post-college even, I was so obsessed now with making music. Like, every day, it's like, there was that fire eh, for making music. And then suddenly, one day, I woke up and it's like, wala na akong nararamdaman. So I was like, trying to find something that I was like, actually excited about. So I started getting into video games. So, backstory, bon bon, during Bon Bon, the start of it, I, I've always wanted to do internet events, like, inspired by events like SPF 420, which is like, Mm-hmm. SPF 420s is like parang webcam festival show that was happening way, way, way back. Siguro mga 2014, 2013. And then they would just bootstrap like tiny chat. Tiny chat is like parang Skype, but it's like maraming, it's like webcam. It's a webcam party thing. And then they would just like, you know, reroute with the virtual mixers yung mga gamit nila into the webcams. And that for me was so inspiring because it's like these are people that made weird music and they weren't getting regular bookings in wherever they were. And they created this online international community. So, and then that died down for a while. SPF 420 disappeared after 2014. So I was always inspired by that. And growing up, I was always into like these avatar chat things because my parents would always just leave me in front of the computer. Oh yeah, no, hey, figure out Napster, figure out how to get music, <laughs> figure out LimeWire. And then pag my problems on technology stuff, like ako na lang yung figure out. So yeah, I stumbled upon Avatar chats or even Second Life, this virtual chat games. And some of the events or some of the games, there's always like a rave aspect or rave component. So imagine me, I was young and I was like in this Avatar chat called The Palace and you play as GIFs. You can customize what you look like. If you want to look like um, Deftones or Mudvayne or Slipknot mm-hmm. or like ACDC, you could. And I was young and I was joining these like online raves. And for me, it's like, there's such a powerful experience. In no time, I didn't even know how to do it. 
So it's like for me, ang, ang lakas ng impact sa akin. Ng, wow, I mean, I'm a kid. I'm on a computer, but I'm actually listening to like someone perform or someone curate a DJ set in this weird avatar chat thing. And then when it evolved to like even more advanced softwares like Second Life, where you're not just a GIF anymore. You're actually like this 3D avatar. avatar and you can customize it. You can look however you want. And then the music started just getting better. But so those things have always been like weighing in the back of my mind. I want to do these events. Like especially no earlier one one days one internet is was always sort of like our route. Because every time we did something on the internet, it would attract people that actually understood us. So we tried if we, if we, we failed at some projects doing like streaming events like because on the Philippines internet wasn't that great so whenever we try to do like these SPF 420 type events parang the internet's too sucky or like so yeah, we'd always have to scratch that plus doing an event in second life costs actual rent it's like you have to pay like 15,000 pesos to rent like virtual land mm-hmm. so I always like trying to look for different ideas and so, anong so platform? Anong, anong game platform ng club? We ended up choosing Minecraft because of its like accessibility. One, accessibility. Two, when I played Minecraft again after how many years, I really loved it. I was like, damn. Like, before, I was like, didn't I play this when I was like young? So, parang, I, I always looked at it like parang kids game. Siya. But when I started playing it again with, with some of my friends, na artists, musicians then, we, we all got hooked. And it's like, open this idea that it's modular, eh? it's open source. You can you can you can change the game in whatever way you want. You can even make it into its own different game. Na. So don um, all of my ideas in the past of wanting to make like a virtual club. Parang I started it started out as a joke lang. Okay, na sunog yung bahay ko sa Minecraft. Tapos mm-hmm. The next day sabi ko, gawa ko ng website, gawa ko ng website, event page, opened it on Sunday to public, and it flooded. The server flooded. And then we didn't even know how to perform that day. I was like, guys, I'm opening a club on Minecraft this Sunday. I booked like some of the musicians that I like. And then they were like, how do we perform? I was like, let's figure it out. I started Googling how to like stream into Discord, how to like, you know. Is there a schedule of, of uh, coming upcoming performances in the club in Minecraft? Right now. Actually, that we were doing it more regularly. It's just that mm-hmm. after we did like the bigger and bigger events, because it's like that's th- that's when it started to get tiring. Because imagine we'd be, we'd be building a club for four months, and it's like after that, it's like sawang sawang with the C blocks and stuff. <laughs> so, so right now we do it every now and then, lang. Okay. With because of the scale, but back then we would do like three or four performers lang, and we would do it like once a month. So it was monthly before, but right now we're tra- we're in this transition period where we're trying to figure out and. Un- what to do next because people are always expecting bigger than the last and that's that's a hard thing to also you know deal with because the last event that we did the festival it's like it's like if you're inside the world it's like it's like a city you have to explore a whole city and i can't believe we made that in like four months so having to figure out what's next for us that's what we're doing now our last event was we're trying to like scale it down. We did a launch for the buildings, which we really enjoyed. Yun fun yun. Like it was yeah, like a... with them the last episode. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, you were with them. Yeah, I love them. 
Yun, right. So right now, if for, for people to want to get into Club Matryoshka, they can just check the Instagram. Doon yung pinaka-updates namin. Or they can join the Discord, which is also accessible sa, sa Instagram. Anyway, so how long actually sana makita nga ng mga tao kasi we're just talking about it. Kung kano kaganda talaga yung nagawa niya sa Minecraft. As in, amazing. Amazing talaga. Ibang class. Yeah, I wish people, well, people can look it up online naman now eh, and, yeah. and look, right? They can actually watch the past shows on Twitch. Archive show yeah. yeah, like we we never really knew like the gravity of what we were making because when we're making it, we're just having fun. Eh. Parang siyang, you just put a bunch of adults in a game and then we just geek out on it. And we only started realizing how good the builds were when people on Twitch were saying, wow, this is crazy. We're just having fun. So how how long does it take exactly and how long does it build a world like that? So we usually take mga two to four months to build a proper world. Like even the small ones or the big ones. But yung mga malalaki talaga na talagang they, they, they feel like a real festival. It's like takes max four or five months. Grabe. Tapos we, we have a team now. Eh. It's like we divide it into like may mga devs na kami. Pero la, we're not experts. Wow. <laughs> so it, is it like uh, do, do you get sponsors for it ngayon? Or is it like a legit show? purely us na show it's like it's funded by the community so we have a patreon system and people actually pay us monthly to wow. keep club matryoshka alive wow. but when, when we have bigger events like yung mga collaborations namin with festivals like we're, we're, we're kind of like not we, we close our doors a little bit to sponsors just because we want it to be like more community-based so even in terms of our collaborations, we try to look at the politics of who's want, trying to collaborate. Like with CTM, like they they really try to push this whole agenda of like safer spaces, gender diversity, um, um, supporting marginalized people. So for us, they were their perfect fit. Not to mention yung strong ano nila with experimental music. So we really try to look at that. But the sponsors, we try to be careful because some of our, parang we just want to, to align with people who also align with our vision. But as of now, we're blessed enough to have people that actually pay us monthly to keep the lights on for the club. Brilliant. Tell us about your tools. Uh, I, I see like a rack of, of oh, shit. behind you. What, what, what are your favorite tools or tell us about your journey with electronic music equipment? Okay. Well, um, I started off talaga using my mom's laptop. Like I would always like, pag tulog na si mom, hihilaman ko yung laptop niya. I, I, I actually bought reason for before. And then I would I would just like sneak out of my mom's room with the laptop and like a plastic M audio eight oxygen. Yun yung first piece of gear ko. Um, and then I started graduating to to MPCs and like um, actual synthesizers like core like new Korg Prodigy ribbon synth. That was one of my favorites before. So I used to really collect synths and then like later on I, I sold a bunch of them so I could afford a laptop of my own because I felt like I was too old to be borrowing my mom's laptop for production. But yeah, like my, my favorites through the years, of, of course, SP404 had a big part in my life. Parang, as a as an early electronic musician when I first got that, I'm not exaggerating. The first time I bought it, like I was just like, you know, playing with it talaga. out of the box. I read the manual, plug a god, play. That's the next day when I wake up, sample it, plug shit to the sample. I feel like the SP404, um, a lot of people call it the poor man's MPC. But I feel like 
it just ushered in this new age of like beat makers also eh? the ease the ease of sequencing on it and even if like if you're using it as a accompaniment to like your live set lakas na niya, eh? the quintessential set of effects and all of, all of the other tricks you can do with it some people use it like a looper also so yeah that that one for me was my favorite it got to the point that even my girlfriend is in love with the SP404 like I tried to sell my <laughs> SP404 she was like ako bibili niyan tapos babalik ko sa bahay mo kung bibenta mo yung like, she, OG or yung SX yung ginagamit mo I use the SX I just find it funny that my girlfriend's like you can't live without the SP it's like that's the important <laughs> for you it's like Because she saw me sell my 202, my SP202, and my 303, oh. and then she saw how sad I was. So when, sabi niya kasi na complete ako yung line, eh, like SP mm-hmm. line. And then, yeah, for, uh, for a while I was really trying to complete the gear. But as as time goes, I feel like you have to let go of some things to bring in. You know, I, I, now I have digitones and electrons, which are now my favorites. So I really like the digitone, yung sa electron. I really love the the FM synth engine on it. And an analog for, yeah, that's what I've been playing with now. But so, yung Korg Electribe din ganon. So anong anong what's your take on like plugins versus hardware? I think they're both amazing. Like for me, I, I don't come from the camp that one's better than the other. Because parang dinanan ko lahat eh. Like I also I also had to go through that pressure na parang before a lot of people were telling me you're not a real beat maker because you don't use an MPC and then I know like I bought an MPC just just to just to try that just to, I, you MPC 1K was my first MPC and I was like I like it I dig it I get the I get the the hype mm-hmm. but when I started getting like my MPC 4K I bought the MPC 4K of Red Eye I, I just saw my my Free MPC. Wait, I gotta show this to you. Nobody cares about this shit. Okay, okay, okay. Good job, man. The ribs, ah. Oh, gra. Maganda ngayon mga electron ngayon. Ganda na mga labas nila. Sobrang bigat. Oh, that's a classic one. Oh my god. It, it even it still has a floppy. Yo, does it still work? No, it died. Sadly, uh, during uh, sabayata sila ni Wolfman eh, so medyo poetic yung oh pagka. Shit. When the, because it's a floppy drive, so the the floppy, you know, stopped working before the, I, I'm sure the sampler still works. Ito lang siguro yung drive ayaw na guma. Ayaw na mag-load eh. Damn, that's an antique na. But it's an antique with a, with a crossfader. Oh nga eh. They didn't make it anymore with a crossfader, <laughs> di ba? When, they, <laughs> when the MPC 2000, Came out, yeah. crossfader, but I think they wanted it to be parang part of a DJ rig. DJ rig, yeah. Galing, yeah galing. Si Darren is in. May 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 electron ka Darren, right? Oh, analog four. Pero yung oh, we have the we have the new one. Yeah, yung then then just the yung sequencer with the parang yung keys na yung parang plastic, de ba? Oh shit. Sure. Then meron ng I think with the full sized keyboard na. Yeah, I saw that one. Wild. I want the model cycles. Oh shit. oh shit! That's that shit is calling good. me. That that's thing is really calling good. That's after so good. after the circuit, after I have this the what do you call it? what's that novation circuit? Novation circuit. BP, yeah. BP hit me to the novation. I couldn't. Ako naman parang I want to sleep with this. Parang every day to this day, every day I play with it beside my drum kit. It's like program a baseline, random baseline, and then yeah. put the headphones on and jam. Kasi diba, just, you can't jam with people because it's a pandemic. Yeah. So I have I have it right beside my drum kit. The the circuit but i'm 
I wanna get the model cycles. It's, it's calling me. Yeah. Sa, pag natapos to, when, as soon as I get money, I'm gonna buy. That's the first thing I'm gonna buy. As soon pag as pag na. US na. Si Darren has yeah. been uh, jamming on the... Ano yung MPC mo? Oh, MPC Diamonds. Oh shit, yeah. the new one. It, it's, ano eh, nag-gets ko yung convenience eh. Kaya parang, I get it. But at the same time, naiintindihan ko rin yung SP404 na it's not super exact, na hindi siya quantized. Yeah. But pag nagawa mo siya, yun na. Tapos, yung mga sloppy feel eh. Yeah. yeah, going back to the whole software versus analog, it's like, yun nga, like, dinaanan ko tayo yung mga, yung mga NPC. It's like, I feel like it's just kanya-kanya eh. It's like, sometimes I felt like, when I get the MPC 4K, na, it's like I feel like, you know, ah, the power of Dilla will compel me. But <laughs> <laughs> like it's like I, I really tried to, to, to get the MPC 4K and understand it. I told myself, I'm going to give myself three months. If not, I'm going to sell it to someone who actually like fits the yung, yung formula. Nila. I felt like my brain moved faster than the MPC 4K. It's like I wanted something that could like, match my, 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 my ADHD when I produced. Like when I'm on Ableton, it's like I like running around the studio. I like, you know, being able to put down your ideas again. And I felt like some of the earlier gears couldn't match that. It's like my brain is moving too fast. And it's like the machine isn't. Um, so for me, I want to be able to do that. So right now, what I do is like I don't really like discriminate like software analog. I look at them all as tools lang equally. So yeah, and I just hook them all up to my to my Ableton. And what do you I, do in your studio now? In that studio. So this is this is actually also my office. So it's like uh, I do actually have a recording later. Engineering engineers they're already like taking the takes and stuff. But yeah, I, I do a lot of like commercial work. I do film scores. I do jingles. I do sound design for films. What do you call your company? Kindred. Kind, okay. Before we let you go, uh, give us five. Thank again. Thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you. And for finally, me. for getting. We've never talked this at length. This is the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad is like, we got we to gotta get Jorge. Even before, after your show. It's like we were trying to get you, but you were busy, busy. Yeah. doing th- stuff. Anyway, give us five uh, artists that you want people to discover. Na local. local because we, um, Kamini Dad yeah. would go to your shows, to, to Buon Buon. It's like, hey, this, this is a good artist. Let's, let's check, her, check her out or whatever. Para. That's where Definitely. we find it. But since there are no shows, who, who do you recommend? Uh, I strongly recommend Cavill. Cavill show. Are, they, like, are, these yeah. all, are they all in Spotify or something? Si Cavill is Spotify. Siya. Um, How do you spell Sound that? Club. That's C-A-V-I-L-L. Parang Henry Cavill, but it's the Cavill. Um, and then also check out uh, Ajusi. Siya yung parang uh, head ng one one now, the younger generation. Uh, also How do you spell out, a ju- Sorry, a juicy. A juicy is A-H-J-U dollar sign, dollar sign, I. Okay. He performs with a guitar hero guitar. Tapos mga arcade buttons. So, wow. so crazy. Meron rin siyang controller na yung doll head na minanipulate niya. As in like, He's just feeling out this dull head makes crazy sounds. Yo, <laughs> check that guy out. Super crazy. Who else? Um, dot Jaime. Dot Jaime. It's at D-O-T dot tapos Jaime. Ilan na yun? Tatlo na yun. Tatlo. And uh, who else? On my list. Shit, I'm not remember. On the top of my head. Uh... <laughs> 
Wait, can I can I cheat or check out my soundcloud? Yeah, of course, of course. Madami, madami magaling na bago. Before you got in, we were talking about kami ni Darren. You were, we were talking nine inch nails and health. Oh my God, health! How how Darren disco- we discovered health because of nine inch nails and the bata. they have a new single. See, Darren just sent me the new single with uh, Chino Moreno. Yeah. Health oh my Chino God. Moreno. May ganun, may Tyler, I think. Oh shit, yeah, I remembered. From the youngins, from the young generation, you should really check out Teya Logos. Teya Logos. Teya Logos, oh my God, like, blew my brains. And she's only 17. Alam ko na, send us, after mentioning all these names, send us links of these five artists so we'll post it on this episode. Sige, sige. Okay. And then last, pa, last, last, last is Hot Couture. Hot Couture, okay. Si Alice, isa pa yan, magaling din. Like, Taya Logos and Alice, for me, it's like, they're, they're ushering in this new age of like, parang deconstructed music na talaga. It's I'm, like, I'm excited may, right now. I'm so excited. They make they make so crazy shit. Like, yun si Taya, yung budots na gagawa niyang parang gabber. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Gabi, gabi. Sige, I'll send you guys the link. Sige. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We are excited to hear more of your uh, future work. Thank you for inviting me, guys. And whatever is... that it's that you're doing, let's keep doing it. And Sige. if you need somebody to, to for whatever, call me and Darren. Sure, sure, big sure. fans. Thank, Thank you, Jorge. You guys. Thank See you around. Have a good day. See you. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.